You are now listening to Sage. Hey, it's Sage. If I were to ask you the question, what's the difference between good and evil? Right and wrong? Left or right? Republican or Democrat? Would you be able to answer? Is it as simple as heads or tails of this coin? Do you have to pick a side? Is there actually sides to pick? Well, I just did an interview, and I really want you to think about it. I want you to take the time to seriously think about it. I know it's not going to make a lot of people happy. I know, but this needs to be said. It needs to be heard. And all I'm asking you to do is open your mind for the interview that I just did. Right and wrong, left or right, Republican or Democrat, good or evil, heads or tails. Is there a difference? Or just like this coin, are we just picking which side we want? Let's start with the flip of the coin. All right, we are here, and I finally got her on video, and it's extremely excited to have you on for the third part of the series that we've been doing. We are here with Shee Van Fleet, and... We have gone over so much in the interviews that we've done. We started with the Land Reform Act, uh, then we went into the Great Famine in China, and now we're going to talk about the Cultural Revolution and how what Mao did then and what you're, I'm actually starting to see a lot of that here in our country um, and how that conversion took place. And thank you for coming on again, um, she and and you lived there during Mao's Cultural Revolution. You were actually in China for a portion of it before you, you know, you left. Can you tell me how did that kind of start? So after we went from the, like the famine, um, and then they, you know, the mindset of the people from the famine, what kind of happened where he rolled into what he needed to change the minds and, and the actual culture revolution. So how did that kind of start after the famine? Yeah, I guess, um, I talk about uh, uh, how and why a little bit, and then I can tell my, uh, my own experience. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's very important to know about the disaster of that Great Famine, where up to 50 million people died. Right. The world hardly knew about it. Okay, so after that, uh, the party as a whole started to question Mao's leadership, because that's his idea, and then it failed. So... So spectacularly, and so he actually forced to admit mm -hmm. that he was responsible for it, and um, um, and he took a back seat. So Liu Shaoqi, the number two uh, CCP guy, becoming in charge of uh, the affairs of, uh, of the country, and of course he wanted to restore uh, the normalcy, and uh, so he wanted to you know develop. Um, economically to recover from that kind of disaster. So that was uh, 1962. And uh, do you think Mao would just be willing? They say, okay, you all be in charge. I will just sit back. No way. There's no way. So he wanted to come back. And so he took, it took him like a four years to figure out exactly how and what to do. So he figured because this time the whole party was really uh, 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 rallied behind Liu Shaoqi. 
for no other reason except that、uh, it's a sensible way to do to recover the economy, so that people have things to eat. Okay, so he、uh, he can't rally the、uh, the party to go against Liu Shaoqi. So he decided he's going to rally the masses. That's always his way to rally against、uh, the, his enemy with the masses because the mass still worship him, still、mm-hmm. think he was、uh, the greatest leader. So and the mass is a lot of people, right? So who would you go? First, who are the easiest group of people to to mobilize the young people? Right. Not just the young people. The those people have been indoctrinated, and because that the those were the sixteen, even as young as twelve to eighteen, those people knew nothing but. The communist indoctrination,、mm-hmm. and they worship Mao because that's that where we're we were taught, including me, from very young age. We were taught he was our real parent. Our loyalty is first of all to him, not to your family, not to your parents. So that's how he did it. He mobilized the young people, those that red guards, and also there's something else that's very important to understand. Okay, Mao thought in the past four years. That means 1962 to 1966, he feel like China was taken back from his revolutionary track,、mm. from his Maoist track. They started to talk about normalcy, talking about in, improving economy. He he did not want that. He want to use this revolution to get rid of anything. Anything that is traditional. So there's two. Actually, there's two things he want to achieve. Two goals. One is power. Another is totally, totally destroy the、uh, traditional culture, so that Maoism, not just Marxism, the pure Maoism, the radical version of Marxism, can be implemented. With no challenge, and it was it was even at a point, and that、uh, of course, like I said, I, I this was something I, I I definitely studied into. It was even a point that they thought he was sick, he was too old, or even he was dead, and then he decided to hit to the river and swim, and to basically、uh, because he was a good swimmer and he wanted to prove that he was fit, and that was kind of the start of it. That kind of rounded people up to see that he could make this swim, and and he swam a good distance. It was like I, I'm. I'll put it in here, but it was like nine miles or something. He would swim that. The,、uh, but、uh, it was、uh, no preparation, and the people have no idea because he's supposed to be kind of like, almost like a semi-retirement,、mm-hmm. and、uh, and and he also gave people the impression that he was taking it as a retirement. He's not going to do anything, and he was in poor health. So that was like a symbolic、right. to show. That he's a vigor, that he is still a fighter, still a revolutionary leader. And、yes. people, yeah, the pictures of it, it's、yeah. very, very iconic. Right, and people showed up and saw this, and then basically cheered him on, and and then you know it gave him more power to be able to say, "I'm still here. Here I come. Let's do this again,"、yes. and it revitalized、Absolutely. that whole movement 
into yes. the red card, yes. correct? Yes. And they still do that today. They 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 swim that with a I I believe, or they were for a while that they'll actually make that journey um in regards to that sometimes. That's correct? I'm not sure what Xi Jinping swim or not. I, I'm not quite sure. Well, in but, the of him, but they, I saw like uh, pictures of people actually other people swimming it with just a raft with Mao's picture on it. That yeah. basically were doing it. I mean, that's how it, important that was. So when that rallied, kind of the, the you know the kids and stuff like that, twelve year olds. They're even twelve year olds. What the Red Guard was basically to then design, uh, put out there that he went after the kids and mobilized them into an army. To basically go after after elders, correct? Um, yes, this is a you know a time that I was there. Even though I'm too young, I was too young to participate. Mm -hmm. I witnessed a lot of it, and so I was uh, um, just finished my first uh, semester of my first grade. So, mm -hmm. and it's I think in the beginning of the uh, second semester. When all this happened. Yeah, so then basically, and the Red Guard was designed to take down what they called the Four Olds. Yes. Um, and the Four Olds was the culture change that he felt was basically taking over um, the country. And he had to get rid of that because it's just like you said, it, he evolved it into Maoism. He said, you know, it's not just communism anymore. It's not it's just, it's, I want it now. I want my name on it. It's, yes. you know, Marxist had his name on it. I want yeah. my name on it. Yeah, I think that also drove him. So the four olds um, was old ideas, old culture, old customs, and old habits. Yeah, and it was the job of the Red Guard, the kids, to go out and destroy that. And how? how what? What were they doing to take that down? How did they go out and do that? Okay, so um, there are two things. One is uh, attack the authority. Because that's uh, another uh, goal, is to get the power. Power from who? Power from the CCP bureaucrats. Because that's the real goal. So um, eyewitness is that even in elementary school, we have kids as old as 11, maybe 12. I was just seven. And uh, so you're going after almost like any authority figure. And so they started with the... Uh, Big character poster. It's like today's social media. Mm -hmm. There's no social media. So right. it's a big piece of paper you wrote with brush, big letters. And about what? About denouncing someone, something. Criticize uh, something. And uh, mostly people or ideas. And people are usually teachers, um, school authorities, or school you know, administrators. And uh, so that, to me, is my very, very first memory of Cultural Revolution. It's like overnight, the uh, big uh, big uh, character posters everywhere. Anywhere there's a wall, mm -hmm. wall space, there are posters, slogans, and everything. Wow. And uh, so that's my memory of how Cultural Revolution started. And it's just everywhere, and everything should be denounced. And uh, pretty soon, and it turned into a uh, very uh, violent. And uh, the four O's, anything you can find. Actually, the four O's is anything that is not Maoist. So 
old tradition can mean just the old way of doing things. It's just so dramatic. It's like you don't even know. Every day you find something new is being denounced, such as hairstyle. Yeah, a hairstyle can be uh, considered uh, not communist, and then uh, it should be denounced. Okay, for girls, there are just three hairstyles I remember: two little ponytails mm-hmm. or two uh, pigtails mm-hmm. or short hair, and that's it. If you have your hair down, no, the red guards will catch you and cut it. And I witness red mm-hmm. guards doing that to a girl because I think her hair is too long to be considered short, and she had it done. And they have like a hair fixing stations in different uh, area for the street to catch people. And so they, they, they make it up. Actually, there is a, um, a group of students in uh, Beijing. They had uh, published a 100 rule. And the rule is things that is forbidden because they, are, uh, they belong to the old Ford, uh, four olds. And including things like uh, no pets. That's bourgeois. That's not uh, a communist. And a um, hundred, I can't remember them all. It's just ridiculous. And then they would uh, um, raid people's homes. First of all, they went to a temple to mm-hmm. destroy the uh, the Buddhist statues. Mm-hmm. That's right. old idea, right? It's an old mm-hmm. tradition. In China, there are not many public uh, uh, statues. That's more like a Western uh, tradition, right? And so they they just went to temples, and uh, they're just uh, oh my god, they just destroy everything they could get their hands on, and uh, Buddhist uh, 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 statues. Some they could not destroy; they were just cut the head. So there's many many headless statues even today. You can see that, and um, um, so the other thing is uh, um, so uh, old idea. The other is. Uh, um, that is in the public, right? They destroy what's in the public. But hey, you may have old stuff in, in the uh, hidden in the homes. So mm-hmm. they go after people, homes. They raid homes. And mostly with the help of the uh, neighborhood committee, they know who has what. So the Red Guards will be sent to those homes. So you basically have a bunch of kids, because I'm going to call them kids, because you're, you're kids, under 18. They're kids. Yeah, they're kids. You're under 18, you're a kid. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, so their first thing is they're destroying school, and they're saying, you know, the teachers are bad, right? And then they're also, are they also destroying, like, I know you don't have, like, police officers and type stuff, but they are also, are they also destroying, you know, going after the law enforcement themselves? Absolutely. This, what's going on here is basically from the same playbook, exactly the same thing. He always called defunding the police. There is called um, abolishing law enforcement. Abolishing law enforcement. And and the goal was everybody had to worship one man. That one man was Mao. So even law enforcement was bad. His goal was to take everything down, hopefully so he could rebuild it in Mao. Hopefully, that's what they said. Chaos. We have to have a chaos in order to have new order. And he said that this is necessary. We should have this chaos and rebuild um, every other 10 or eight or 10 years. So now did you have like, we have like a mayor and things like that, like that runs the mayor. So did they also go after like the 
I know they're not politicians, but did they also go after the yes. the Chinese version of the politicians and take them also? Yes, that is actually um, the goal. That is a real goal of the Cultural Revolution is to get rid of the bureaucrats. It is a really interesting culture revolution. Mm -hmm. It's Mao's revolution against CCP, his own party, because he believed his own party mm. was not with him. Gotcha. He need to be cleaned out, and the people that he trusts will be replacing those people. That was it's really about. In the process, everything should go. Everything that's traditional, everything that's Western, uh, Western, everything that is modern or modernity should go. Everything. And um, so, yes, um, everybody that has that's what in any has any kind of authority. Teacher, teacher has authority over a group of people. Yeah, they are authority figure. Everyone, everyone is affected. Yes. So, and what was they? What was he basically telling the Red Guard? Like, what was he? I mean, he had to be telling them or conveying a message to them that they were what they were corrupt, or were they just not listening? Like, what was the reason they were? He was giving the Red Guard to do it. Very simple. Okay. Is smash the old world and build a new world. Smash the old world. Whoever you you define what's old. Wow. So he just wanted to smash everything old and start over. And he just said, okay, kids, do this. That's, That's just how simple it is. Smash the old world because the old world is Ma is not what Mao wanted. We want a new world according to Mao's uh, specification, whatever that is, the new world. So anything you consider old. That's why the Red Guards were so empowered. They, um, the um, um, law enforcement was told specifically, do not interfere, do not interfere with the uh, Red Guards' uh, activity. If the Red Guard hit you, you're not allowed to hit back. So red guards, you can do whatever. That's why they come up with a hundred rule. They absolutely rule the world. They make the new rules and they denounce, they have the authority to denounce so-and-so is bad. And whatever should be, um, um, should be destroyed. It's just like a, you, you think about, if you think about lawlessness, yeah. that is absolutely Total chaos without rule, and everyone was afraid of those little kids. That's exactly what happened. It's not the kids because what they were afraid is Mao support them, and no one there to challenge those kids because of that. So, and and real quick, because how did he originally get to the kids? Like, how did he? I mean, I've seen pictures, and I'm going to show that basically it was like an army. I mean, they were literally an yeah. army. But how did he get to him? Like, how did he actually? Oh I know it, 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 it's right. it's amazing, absolutely amazing. So what happened is uh, the first thing that took place was in Beijing University. There were a group of people that put on the first big character poster, criticizing the authority of Beijing University, and that eventually. Um, caught um, um, just fire of 
all the surrounding uh, university and the high school. And, and there is a high school um, belong to Tsinghua University. And most of the uh, students were actually uh, children of the CCP um, leaders. Oh, okay. And they were, of course, they were indoctrinated. So they, 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 they want to do uh, whatever to join this cultural revolution. So they wrote a letter to Mao and mm. asked him to, uh, for his support. Mao replied to a bunch of kids. <laughs> and, uh, and then he published his own big character poster in the, uh, the party's um, official newspaper. And mm -hmm. it's uh, my big character poster, bombardment of the uh, bourgeois headquarters. Basically, yeah, with that, he declared his support to the Red Guards, to the, uh, to the kids. And then the kids then uh, come up with this name. They call themselves Red Guards. Okay, it's still kind of, a, in a way, in, in back then, there was no social media. And right. It's still just in Beijing. Okay, Mao is, bri he, he is brilliant. Mm -hmm. So what um, he did is uh, he called all those red guards in Beijing and, uh, and met with them on Tian in Tiananmen Square. Mm -hmm. For the first time, he was on Tiananmen Square. So for the first time, he met with more than a million red cards in Tiananmen Square. And he was on the Tiananmen Square um, tower wow. with the army uniform. Mm. If you, you can find the photos. I'll find it, yep. Okay. And then the students were mobilized. But it's only people in Beijing. So he, he encouraged everybody, all the young people come to Beijing. And uh, Frey, Frey, in a time that travel was luxury, mm -hmm. he gave it, um, he just gave it, uh, all the kids, any kids can come and travel free of charge. Wow. Millions come to Beijing. Wow. So it, now you have millions of kids that he basically said, come join me. Yes. He, and, 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 go ahead. So he uh, had um, eight more, um, what do you call it, a uh, view or you call it uh, um, assemblies? Um, yeah, yeah, rallies from Rally. the Red Guard. Eight more times. Someone did this, I can't remember. And he, during those um, eight rallies, he met like a, like a, I, I don't know. Uh, 10 million people? Kids, 10 million kids. Kids, right, right. yeah. And from all over the country. Wow. That's how it's mobilized. It's called the Big Link Up. Free of charge. Wow. And that's, people came to Beijing and learn about, so people come to Beijing, mm -hmm. learn from the experienced Red Guards. And they went home, and they did the same to their city. And, and so Chengdu is where I lived. Yep. The, the Red Guards went to Beijing, come back, and did the exact same thing. And it's just uh, within months, it's all over the country, including Tibet, 
including Lhasa. Wow. So he would have a rally. He'd be in his in his in his uniform, and he would basically say, "These people are bad. This this stuff is bad. We got to get rid of this. We got to get rid of that." He would rally them up. They'd go home, and then next thing you know, they're out doing what his the dictator because he was a dictator at that time, yeah. correct? He was yeah. still the dictator. Okay, doing what rip it all down, rip yeah. down law enforcement, rip down schools, rip down politicians, and just attack everybody, and then. If anybody fought back, they could go back to Mao and say, hey, this person's hitting me or these persons are fighting against no, me. No, nobody dared to. Right. Nobody because, and nobody, even if they would have dared to, Mao would have stepped in and probably killed them. He yeah, have uh, to Mao did not have to kill. Uh, I mean, the red guards. The red right. guards. So the first killing took place in Beijing in uh, girls' uh, middle school. And uh, so the, um, um, you know, the kids probably 12 to 16. Mm -hmm. They got the uh, assistant principal, and uh, because she was considered reactionary bourgeois authority, mm, so uh, okay. reactionary bourgeois intellectual authority. Well, that's big uh, enough uh, a label that uh, put you on the enemy's camp. So once you're enemy, you lost your humanity. You are absolutely no longer human. You are enemy, and so they took her out and beat her up and uh, killed her. I mean, did they just beat her to death? Because they, they did everything from hang people too, right? They, hang, they yeah. hung people, they beat them But this death. is the first. Right. This is the very first killing. And, uh, and so actually they were a little bit uh, scared. Mm -hmm. they, 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 they did not know what to do. So they reported to the... Uh, they reported the uh, um, the killing to the uh, Cultural Revolution Central Committee because they did not know what to do. Mm -hmm. And uh, they got a reply. Don't worry, we we'll support you. Rebellion is justified. Wow. After that, killing is widespread. Killing is you, nothing will happen to you if you kill someone, you deem them as enemy of the state. And anyone can be enemy of the state. Wow. I mean, literally, I mean, and when they would come in and raid stuff, there would, how many would come in? Would it be 20 to 30? I mean, how many were basically grouping up? They are not real organized. Okay. Just whatever. It's different. It's not like there is a real formal organization. No, it's just kids doing whatever. Some kids doing it just because, well, I, I'm afraid it is fun to do it. Wow. You, so you basically had 12 to 18 year olds with n not even organized, just two of them could get together. And next thing you know, they kill a teacher and they're like, well, they, the teacher was bad. The teacher yeah. was bizarre. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. Wow. That, and, and, and this was something that it, it was done in eventually in public. Everybody could see it. I mean, people were, you, you didn't know if something you were wearing they would consider. Yeah, then they did all sorts of things. One of the main things they did is the struggle session. The purpose mm -hmm. is not just go there and kill you. The purpose is to get you out and have a public trial to denounce you so that uh, uh, people know that what you stand for was something that Mao was against. So it's, it's really the struggle sessions. 
Mm-hmm. And the struggle sessions were basically stuff that happened that they would bring you in public trial and they would embarrass you and yell at you and scream at you and then eventually start hitting you. And, and some people just kill right there. Yes. And kill right there, right. And many, many people, this is something people don't talk about. Many, many, many people committed suicide because they could not take the humiliation. And those mm-hmm. numbers were not counted. Right. Yes. yes. Now, I've seen uh, a lot of uh, struggle session. I have to sing. I sing a lot of struggle session, but uh, I haven't seen any really just done violent. But right. it happened. Happened a lot. Really, I, I, I was uh, in the struggle session against the governor of our province. Really? Yeah, governor. Yeah. He was far away, and I was just a little kid. And uh, so there was a uh, red guards and reading out you know, the crimes of this governor or whatever, and everyone would just uh, uh, raise their he- uh, hands and denounce him. Yeah, and he was there having a, wearing a big sign with his name crossed out. Oh, like he did? Like they're, they're, and actually, they're... yeah, this governor's wife, in one of the uh, struggle sessions, which I did not uh, attend, and um, the red guards put out pretty much all her hair right there in a struggle session and she committed suicide. Now, what was the, so the significance of crossing their name out, meaning that they were making it where that person didn't exist. They were wiping them, their name. Cause your, your name yeah. in China is a big deal. Like the, the, the having your name and stuff and passing that canceled. out. Canceled. Cancel culture. Cancel hey, culture. That was, the, that was the first version of cancel culture. Yeah, absolutely. So now did Mao, ever specifically tell pick certain people i mean did he ever say you know go after go after these people was he ever denouncing people or was it basically he did not, have to. He did not yeah. have to it's open season for the kids and uh, if you kill someone by mistake so so what that's his attitude he did not care that's amazing that's, so that's- eventually the red guards got hold of the president of uh, of China, Liu Shaoqing, and he mm-hmm. had a, a struggle session. His wife was struggled against, and uh, then he eventually um, exiled and died because of uh, uh, negligence. So he had um, uh, cancer, and uh, he got no treatment. And when he died, his hair supposed to be. You know, just wild this long, and uh, um, on the uh, his uh, death certificate is that his uh, occupation is unemployed. So, wow, unemployed! Holy cow! Yeah. So, just so I know, so I know the structure real quick of China. So, you had a president and a dictator. Yeah. So how? So basically, the president. How was the president established? I mean, yeah, he- the China is a party. You know. Communist is a party-based organization or criminal organization. It's party, party. The big dad, the big guy is the chairman of the party. And a president is just, yeah, it's number two. Okay, he's like our vice president. So you would have a president for us and then a vice president. But when it all came down to, so basically the dictator, Mao, allowed his second in command to be struggled and go and exiled. Now, actually, many people believe to get rid of the uh, second uh, man, uh, no, I mean, the second um, man in CDP was his real goal, was his real goal. Yes. 
because most of the people in the party kind of uh, rally behind Liu Shaoqi. Right. And Liu Shaoqi, he, he was trying to go more towards um, getting away from communism, wasn't he? No, 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 no. no. He, he's a communist. He just milder, milder. Okay. Yeah, he just want to have some normalcy after that disaster of the Great Famine. That, that's what I'm talking about. They are all communists. Okay. And he just want to have kind of milder and just uh, improve the economy. So at least people will have, you know, have enough to eat, you know, right. have the basics. No, that's not allowed because it's not pure Maoism. Mao just want everything that is, everything is class struggle. And that class struggle should never be stopped. Just like racism. You, mm -hmm. Racism is everywhere. And our focus is fight against racism. There is our focus should never be economy. Who cares about the economy? Our focus should always be class struggle. We should always um, um, think in terms of the enemy is there to take, uh, to take over uh, our country. So he want all of us to focus on fighting, fighting against what made up enemies. Wow. Now, did they, were they wearing uniforms? Did the Red Guard have like uniforms and everything? Or did they just wore their clothes? No, they want to, uh, they, they want to have the uh, army uniform, mm -hmm. but it's a luxury. And it's uh, like the most desirable uh, name brand like today's, you know, no, everybody wants it, but you can't. So they, they wear mock um, uniform. They wear mock uniform. Yeah, they will put something like a, a red little cloth to show that it was the uh, uh, badge. But it, yeah. Wow. And they basically just badged themselves and said, I'm now the Red Guard. Again, I yeah. mean, there was no sign up. There was no. Um, so what were they promised? Like what? Were they promised something, the Red Guard? Like, was there a motivation eventually that they would be, you know, given things? Like, what was their motivation also? Yeah, I, I think that uh, in the beginning, it's the power. Just think about the youngsters and then you're giving the power to do whatever. Okay, I think the initial attraction is just power. As a youngster, you're giving all this unlimited power to do whatever. Um, but eventually, they finished what uh, Mao wanted them to do, that is taking uh, down all the authority uh, figures. And then they start to fight against each other. The Red Guard did? Yes. Wow. That's overpower. And they were fighting each other and almost become a civil war. Wow. And uh, so, and because no one can stop them, they raided the uh, army uh, uh, storage, uh, weapon storage uh, places and got real weapons. By then, you know, they're really just fighting each other. So many were killed. And one of the city nearby where I live, um, they have tanks on the streets. Mm. So it got so out of control and also their job was done. And Mao said, no, stop, stop it. And now you're all finished with what you need to do. Mm -hmm. I will send you to the countryside to be re-educated by the peasants. That's what they got. Okay. So basically what they got was they went out, they did the killing for him. They destroyed the whole 
you know, concept of the olds that like they were supposed to. So Mao then sent them to go to the countryside to be re-educated, to be peasants again, so that they could go back and, and work for Mao, basically. No, they did no get rid of them, basically. That that's what it is. And uh, you know, when you have all this youth fighting each other, mm-hmm. you you get worried, right? That become a really uh, unstable, uh, make uh, make the whole society unstable. And also, their job is done. Mao did not need them anymore. So, so then, who basically sent them? So now the CCP, and now the let's say the I'm, I, again, I know it's not the exact same thing. So, but now the military and the police are now rounding the Red Guard up. Yes, that is the irony. So Mao <laughs> finally used the army to get yeah. rid of the armed Red Guard, and then I don't know how many were killed. But um, um, eventually, tell all of them, go to the countryside and be re-educated by the peasants. And then so what, the- and what is the process of the re-education? Like, what does that actually entail? Like, what are they forcing them to do? Become a peasant. Become a Work peasant. in the field. That's what happened to me. And- so, you know, because cultural revolution destroyed everything, there's no economy. No jobs. After I um, graduated from uh, high school, it was 1975. Still, there's no jobs. Everyone have one uh, have one destination: countryside. And countryside so, farming. Yeah. So I worked in the countryside. When I say countryside, I'm talking mm-hmm. about primitive farming work. Right. Labor, hard labor. Mm-hmm. I was there for three years. And and what during this when you're during the actual culture revolution when the Red Guards were out there, what were your parents kind of saying? Were they I mean, were, do you remember any of the conversations? Like, what were they? Were they scared? What were they the conversations they were having with you about this whole thing? My parents said nothing because uh, they were doing the same thing. And my parents never talked to me about politics. Mm. And so because they were not even around. They were uh, uh, they were doing the same thing in their workplace. They're doing the uh, struggle sessions. They're doing exactly you know everybody else was doing. And there's no actually most of the time there's no supervision. I was just like afraid to go. That's why I witnessed so much uh, during the uh, beginning of the Cultural Revolution. There's no school. The school was closed. The school was closed to two and a half years. By the time I went back to school, I was in fourth grade. Just like the kids here missed two years of uh, uh, school in pan, uh, pandemic. I, I have no school for two and a half years. And parents are not around. Even if they were around, they would not say anything to, to, to us because everybody understand. You don't right. talk about politics. If if you say something wrong, your kids might report you. And that mm-hmm. happened to many parents. There was a very famous story. The 16-year-old heard his mother complaining about Mao. Um, so he reported her, and she got arrested and executed. And that is not just an isolated um, incident. incident. Yeah. Right. There's no trust. Especially if you don't trust your kids. They may turn around and say something and get yourself into trouble. Wow. 
I mean, this is interesting because this is a lot of stuff that I see, uh, you know, today is basically one, they want to, they want to add the end some education. So they, they send to education, they send the kids out because those were easily molded to do what they want. And uh, kids have energy and anger and stuff like that towards aggression, towards authority. And he, he gets it all done and it gets all ripped down. He eliminates the people that he wanted to eliminate, which was the second in charge. And then what, from that point on, what happens then? Like now that he's got that, are you back to where you were almost famine? Correct. Right. You're, you're back to doing that again. Um, not quite famine because, well, culture revolution affected the city mm -hmm. much, much more than the countryside. Oh, so what they wanted to do was take out basically the, the strong, which the city was the, was the points, anything that happened in the city would eventually be okay in the country. It was more concentrated in the cities. Yeah, say the Great Famine affected the countryside more. Um, cultural revolution is more urban than the. So there's no famine, mm -hmm. uh, or but there was like a shortage, shortage of everything, including salt. Oh, and that's not good because you need salt to preserve food um, and things like that. So that's yeah, bad. food. You know, you don't preserve food. You only have ration. And this ration was like a 30, 30 kilo of uh, rice, a person mm -hmm. per month, and half a kilo of meat. You don't preserve nothing because you have hardly anything to eat. Right. And, and that's, it, it's amazing when you think about it because it didn't take much other than him starting it by putting a big poster of what, and uh, uh, basically, and writing on there, you know, whatever he, I didn't, of course, I didn't write Chinese, but writing on there that he condemned something. And then it just went from there. Everybody said, well, I want to condemn something. I want to go after something. And when they all started going again, it got to the point that, I mean, in our culture, it would almost be like, everything's bad. The FBI's bad. This is bad. That's the thing. That's the same thing. Destroy the old world. And build a new one. Build back better. Yeah. And it's and it's also in the new world, of course, they were probably promised things like money and everything else. I mean, was that is that where also they said you'll the free haircuts and all that stuff was still going on? No. That was that part was done already, huh? It's done. The okay. new world is uh we don't know. Mouse world. Mouse world. And it was whatever he said when he wanted to say it, and he could change it at any moment. <laughs> I don't think he ever promised uh, prosperity. It's not revolution. No, more revolution. Gotcha. So he all he so he didn't promise what the outcome was. He just gave the incentive <coughs> to destroy the old because it's all bad. But he That's didn't what say what, he didn't say what the good was going to be. He just said let's destroy the old. That's what right. today same right. thing. Did they yeah. tell us what kind of world they want to build? We don't know. They just right. want to destroy our world now and call it the old world. Right. Same and thing. It, it, that's what I'm trying to. That's yeah. That's the point I'm going to take when I do when I do this video. It is it. They don't tell you what's the good portion. They just said no, this is all bad. Destroy all this. You know, uh, like I said, law enforcement bad. The FBI is bad. The courts are bad. The schools are bad. The doctors are all. The, everything's all bad. Destroy it all. And we'll figure out the good. We'll figure out the new world when we destroy the old. And they exactly right now that we're going to have a world without racism. We're going to have a world without this. Without uh, uh, what is your new world? I, I don't know. Do you? We don't know. <laughs> no, I have no idea. 
Yeah. And and it's it is and and I see there's a lot of this. And, and I'll make sure I, you know, this is something that needs to be broke down, needs to be understood because this is history. This is the context of what's happening today yes. and now. Yes. And right now. And it is there's no good outcome from this no. unless you stop it. I mean, there's but no there's one thing. There's one thing. The power. Whoever wants the power, that's is the outcome. When they got when uh, this whole thing were dragged into this whole thing, just like Mao dragged the whole China into this term oil for one thing, power. So when they do the old, okay, and let me ask a question. So the old world, because uh, I do want to ask this, you guys didn't have like we have a constitution, right? And, and so you, Mao had what was called a red book he gave to them. What was in that red book? It's, a, it's just a bunch of uh, quotations. Quotations that note context. It's all short. Most mm -hmm. of them, I memorized most of them. And uh, I don't know what it means. I just, there's one quotation said, everything that Mao uttered, every word is truth. Everything. So, wow. yeah. So what it means, nothing. It means just he's God. Right. You should follow him. Yeah, he's never lied, basically. Everything he says is the truth. He's always been, everything you know, that he did, said he was going to do, he did. And that's the truth. I, I'm actually going to try to find that book. Of course, I, I'm hoping they have one in English. But I'm No, actually, you can get it. No, you can get it. Uh, not the book, but you can get the PDF. And it's in English. Okay. Yeah, I'm actually going to get that because I'll actually bring that out because I want people to realize that this was he what he was giving to the Red Guard. And to them, it was their... Uh, Bible. Their Bible. Yeah. It was what they, you know, and it meant nothing. It meant yeah. nothing. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was just. And, uh, and there is another quotation. I remember questioning myself as a little girl and said, everything our enemy is for, we are against. Anything our enemy is uh, against, we are for. I was like, uh, I really want the candy. If the <laughs> enemy want candy. Am I uh, supposed to against candy? Right, and it, it and so whole it, yeah. it was just it was just and that and and this went on for years, correct? Until he died. Until he died, basically. Yeah, nineteen seventy six. Nineteen seventy six. Nineteen seventy six. The year he died, and then from okay. there, what? what what was the change? Was it like immediate or was it just like, you know, how did that change of his death kind of enact with the, with life from that point? Well, and actually there was no uh, clear sign for us mm -hmm. what would happen. And he had, he, he had one hand picked successor mm -hmm. and that successor turned against him. And, uh, was planning a coup, but was discovered. And then he, uh, he supposedly, you know, uh, fled and his uh, uh, plane crashed in, in the Mongolia, in, in, in Mongolia. Right. And I think that was, uh, um, actually that was uh, the turning point to many, many Chinese. They realized, hmm, Mao was not all that all seeing and all knowing God because right. he picked a successor that turned against him. 
That wow. was in 19, I think, 1974. Okay, so he picked someone else and uh, as a successor. And, um, and so after Mao's death, he became the chairman of the party. And uh, he lasted like two years. And then Deng Xiaoping took over the power. Right. And by then, China is really just in total ruins mm -hmm. because of that. Because of that, I think Deng Xiaoping had no other choices but to reform. And that's when mm -hmm. he decided to open up. And of course, back, back then, um, in, in Nixon and, you know, really want to have a relationship like with China. China. Yeah. So after that, and, um, foreign investment came in. And uh, so China was saved by capitalism. Right. And of course, it was not a capitalist country because they were never let it be a capitalist country. So they use the capitalist uh, system and the, the market enrich themselves and turn it into state capitalism. Right. So uh, let me ask one more quick two question, uh, and I'll let you. And I do. Th I thank you for doing this. The mindset of the people that were pro Mao, right? Like that really were devoted, like he was God. How was, how did that work? Like, cause you obviously, have I know. Were, yeah. Like how did that work? Okay. After it, it is very, very complicated, but mm -hmm. even today, there are a lot of people still worship Mao. Why? Yeah. This is, I think this is very telling in many ways. So because CCP, took over, after CCP took over China, they, you know, they killed the land uh, landowners, they killed the factory owners, and they're supposed to be a classless society, equity, right? right? Everyone's saying it was not the case. There was a new ruling class, and that's CCP. They did exactly the same thing what they accused the other property owner did. They basically become the new rulers of people. They mm -hmm. oppress the people. They're basically hated by the people. Right. So this is, I think this is very interesting. That's yeah. what Mao uh, was doing. He said, those CCP corrupted officers, now it's your turn to punish them. That's why there are so many people, and uh, like the governor I told you about. Mm -hmm. The governor, his wife, you know, committed suicide. He was beaten, and uh, ugh, he was humiliated and beaten, and he did not, well, at least got killed. Right. Because people hate them. People hate them as the new ruling class. So Mao used this, it's Mao's system. All yeah. those people are Mao's bureaucrats, but Mao used that, know that people, people are not happy with the, uh, um, uh, with the people who rule over them. Right. So he, he utilized that sentiment and let people take revenge against those um, party leaders. And so still today, there are people that still believe that the Mao thing and still basically hate, you know, the, the people. So it's still going, 
the mental state is still going to Yeah, they think that Mao was supporting the ordinary people and and uh, uh, help them to rise up against those oppressive rulers. So he became he became basically uh, a martyr. Basically, he became to the point where even today they 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 still believe that they're bad, and because of what Mao did and what Mao said before. Yeah, they still think that. Uh, and and, and uh, young people were taught cultural revolution is uh, anti-corruption revolution, anti-corruption campaign. Anti-corruption. Yeah. Because everything everybody's corrupt. Everything every department of government is corrupt. Every the, the law enforcement, you know what? It, it's uh, that's absolutely it's scary. It's scary that technically it still ravishes today within China. It doesn't go away. No. It can stay forever now. Yeah. If it's and 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 can still spark technically, if not controlled, it could spark again. That's why Xi Jinping today will say, "Okay, we want to build a better society and right. a society that's harmonious." Harmonious because people hate the new ruling class just as much as before. Wow, that's that's amazing. I, this was a this is a just so you know this is a fantastic interview, and I thank you for answering these questions on this because this is something I need to explain to people so they can see it. I need to break it down so people can understand it because this is what's ravishing in America today. I mean, on on, on every level. Everything from, you know, peep, the kids here on social media, they're, they're the version of the Red Guard. You, yeah. They're literally bullying people with, if the, and, and tormenting people with social media. They're, we're, we're going after, you know, groups that are saying that every part of our law enforcement divisions are bad. There are peop, kids in the streets like, uh, that were smashing Seattle <laughs> and other cities. Yeah, destroy the institutions. Exactly like what Mao asked the Red Gods to do. That's amazing. It, it is a scary, it's a scary event. And, and I, don't, I think stuff like this, if people, people need to watch so that they can see the context and see where we're going. See where we're at and see where we're going. Because it, now let me ask, the stuff that you see today here in this country, and where we're already at, do you think we have a chance to stop it? We have to. I think that's not even a question. We have to. We have to. You know, I think in many ways, it's a good thing. Because mm -hmm. uh, if not for Trump, we're still in the uh, boiling water and mm -hmm. thinking we're taking a hot bath. Wow. So now it's on the surface. Right. And we have to deal with it. Well, I want to think. Go ahead. I think it's because it's um, now everybody can see it. Mm -hmm. I think we'll have a much better chance fighting back. Right. Well, I, and I and it's people like you that bring that tell us that gives us an opportunity to see it, <laughs> because since and that's the thing is that they don't see it because they didn't see it before, right? It's like they oh, did not know this. All, this is all new. It is right. not. That's why I'm so passionate about talking to people and any opportunity I get is to tell people this is not new. It happened to me right. and it happened to China. And it's not that long ago. It's right. 50 years ago. Right. And, and it, even now with social media, it's easier because you, you used to get to, to do stuff like this. Well, I, I, 
I want to thank you for coming on. I, I, I truly appreciate your time. And I, I'm going to interview on something else again, because I love talking to you, just so you know, Ms. Ms. Leet. So is there anything you'd like to say in the end, just to, as a final thought? Um, to me, yeah, I, I say that all the time, that I'm in the fight, not because I think I'm going to win. Mm -hmm. And it's because I don't have, I don't have any choices. I have to fight to save America in order to save me because I don't want to live under communism again. Right. And, and you fight by putting out truth and information that they can basically take in and, and hopefully people start to use common sense, critical thinking, um, and, and educate themselves on what could happen if we don't pay attention. So uh, thank you so much for coming on. And, um, like I said, I'll be having you on some other time for another interview because, you know, thank you for, you know, taking some time um, at the end of the day after you've done some other stuff too. So thank you so much. Thank you for this great opportunity. All righty. And as always, stay safe. Sage out. Like I said, if you watch the whole interview, you really got to take the time to think about this. Is good and evil just what you feel good should be and the other person, what they feel good should be, that's your evil. So if one person says this should happen and this is the way it should be, and you consider that evil, that might just be their way of life. Right and left. Is there really a difference? Republican and Democrat, is there really a difference? Heads or tails, is there really a difference? The issue is, it doesn't really matter if this coin ended up on heads or tails, it doesn't matter if it's right or left, good or evil, right or wrong, Republican or Democrat. All that matters is the plan they're pushing. And for me, I'm not picking a side.